It's gonna get really sexy up in here. Which is why this is for adults. Get your kids out of the room before things get started. Paulina, and this is Lysana Stu. Mingus is here with us live in Nia's house. Yeah. Live from New York. <laughs> it's Mingus. I'm here. <laughs> How are you? What's your update? Um, like same old, but like better. Yeah. For those of the people who have not listened to the episode that you were on before, can you give a, a slight introduction? Sure. Um, <laughs> Give us your bio. It could be your Twitter bio, honestly. Mangus Daniels Taylor, birth worker, activist, proud hoe. Yes. Um, Wannabe sex educator. Body positive queen. Future midwife. That was That's a joint happening. bio and I appreciated it. Thank you. I, it. Uh, I think last time I was on it, I didn't have a passport. Now I have a passport. I've but... traveled internationally outside the great country of Canada. It was great. Ooh. I went to Cuba. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, she did. Now I can't stop traveling, which is fun oh. for me. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Well, so should we slide into our topic for today? Yeah. So we are sort of, we'll say this is big ladies dating skinny dudes slash big ladies dating part two. I mostly wanted to redo it just because Nia has clarified this for me. I felt like I was lying, but I was not lying. I was misinformed, which is a, a much healthier <laughs> attitude on it because that's actually what happened. It's definitely been on my mind, especially since I thought I was with a partner who was accepting of my body and I found out otherwise. For those of you who didn't listen to the episode where I debriefed what happened, my ex told me that he has a hard time finding bigger women sexy, that he doesn't believe in health at every size, and that he's worried about me. And then when I told him that I go to the gym, he said it turned him on. It was a lot. And so it, I think those words have been sort of fermenting in my mind. And I, it makes me really sad that I was with someone who couldn't get past their own bullshit. And mm -hmm. to be with someone who I thought, thought I was majestic, just was he reviled by me? Like, that sucks. <laughs> like, last night I got too stoned and thought about it. And I was like, he doesn't like my body. And I dated him for two years. And I felt it. I felt him not touch my stomach or say things about people or say things about himself, but I I trusted his words more than I trusted my own instincts. Which is a good lesson in that when you feel, or, or when I feel someone isn't being honest or I feel someone being sort of repulsed by me, I should trust myself rather than their words. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting we were talking about our partners and I was talking about how like there are certain outfits that I love to wear because my partner will look at me in this way where I'm like you think I'm beautiful like I'll just be like come here come here and I'm like no like I'm not done like I have to like my my concealer isn't big so leave me alone um and he's just like come here and yeah and it makes me feel beautiful and desired and and pretty when I, I remember when I told you that you were like I've I don't know what that feels like. Like, I don't know what that looks like. And I do think that Mingus is, like, the fat icon we all need. Oh, no, Like, like we meet both me and Paulina sort of, like, what? feel, no, feel 
not comfortable using the word fat, not because we fear it, fear it, but because like we don't think we've earned it, we don't think we deserve it. Like you are so proud of your body and so beautiful and like living in a way that is unapologetic for I'm glad all of us. And like yeah, that's so what like when I we like off, people when people like, like call us fat, we're like no, like we're not. We're just not. Like, but like it's not like because we think that like yeah. that is a bad word, but because like we're just not. We we didn't earn it. Yeah. Whoa. Thanks for saying. Like <laughs> I, like it's really cool that the, I. That's the vibe I give off, which is awesome. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I think everyone deals with their own like body insecurities, and also yeah. it's hard seeing the way people look at you. Like you're just constantly judging yourself. So like that was like really nice. Yeah, no, that's true. I like it, I I second that motion. Yes. Definitely. I like gained a lot of weight this or like la I it's weird. I still think of like years in terms of semesters, which <laughs> is mm-hmm. fucking with me. Yeah. So I guess technically last year mm-hmm. <laughs> into this year, I like gained a lot of weight in a short period of time and it was the I think it was the first time I like felt uncomfortable fully. But it was a it was a weird uncomfortable. So it wasn't necessarily of like a oh I think I look ugly now, but it's sort of like a I, I I was trying to describe it to my friend Shannon when I came to visit her, and it was more of like a I think I was very aware of my body, like the physical like mm. body of like a wow like now like I literally take up more space now, like I like last month I wasn't like this and now I am and like getting used to it like I just remember like I kept bumping into shit because like (laughs) I was like oh my butt is like actually bigger so I'm hitting like I need to scoot up further and like I don't like I think all of my like weight gain had was like gradual before or just I was just got used to my body so this was like the first time I was like this is a weird feeling I haven't felt before yeah I mean I have body dysmorphia. That's that's a thing that we've talked about on the show before. And it's a weird thing to not really have a concept of how large your body is or how small your body is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm still really surprised when people take pictures of me. I think even because my own perception, like when I'm taking selfies or whatever, of my body is much smaller than my body actually is. That's mm-hmm. so real. So someone will take a picture of me and I'm like, oh yeah, my stomach sticks out. Or like... Oh, yeah, like, I don't have the same tiny little waist that I had when I was in high school. But as I exist in the world, that's who I think I am. And then someone takes a picture of me, and I'm like, oh, that's not actually what my body looks like. But at the same time, I know my body is not as big as I think it looks in Mm -hmm. those pictures. Yeah. Because I know I have body dysmorphia, and I know that I can't view myself objectively. Like, I know objectively that me and Pauline are the same, like, relatively the same size. Our bodies have different shapes different you know parts of her body are bigger than mine parts of my body are bigger than hers we have relatively the same size like we wear the same clothing size. Yeah, yeah we wear the same clothing size and i will look at paulina's body literally like a shirt i gave her and think she looks better than me and then be like our bodies are the same size <laughs> like and it's very difficult for me to look at that look at someone who i guess is the same size as me yeah. and see that that is also my size and that is fine so it's like a weird back and forth where like my perception of myself is still very thin and then I'm reminded that I'm bigger. Also, I'm viewing myself bigger than I actually am, which I think is also why I love clothes. There are some outfits that 
I could be 700 pounds and feel good in, you know? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that I just love the way I look in. And I've always had that. When we talk about, you know, dating, like, I, there are so many outfits that I will show up on a date too, and I'm like, I don't care if you thought I was thinner than I am when you looked at whatever pictures mm-hmm. I took of myself. When I show up, you know I'm hot. You recognize that when I walk in this store, I'm very attractive. It makes it easier to deal with people. A lot of my friends, when I, especially when I was in high school, the word they would use for me was, like, well-dressed or fashionable mm-hmm. or whatever. Back then, I thought it meant I was ugly, because I was like, no, they're just, like, my clothes. <laughs> oh. And... Now I realize that, like, I just kind of put my best foot forward. I love clothes, and I love getting dressed, and I love feeling hot in those clothes because it allows me to put my best foot forward. It allows me to, like, overcome the first impression of, do you think I'm as hot as I think I am? Because I'm like, I know I'm as hot as I think I am. And I can go on and, like, present to you also my dazzling personality because I already know I look hot. That's interesting that you say that because I, ever since this breakup, have played with clothes a lot more than I ever have. And I spent a lot of my life being wearing clothes that people told me look, I looked good in or wearing clothes that they thought would look good on my body type. This year was sort of weird because I, well, I have two thoughts. The first thought is my Instagram helped me a lot in terms of like my body image because I was taking, I, I have a Instagram that's like mental illness, body positive journey. And I take pictures of my body and by affirming what I look like, I can kind of, I don't know, it's like this weird disconnect where I don't actually know what I look like. Like me, mm-hmm. I probably also have body dysmorphia, but my Instagram was really helpful in that I saw, I was taking pictures of myself, like I was my own gaze and I was able to see what I looked like, but I also wasn't trying to pick myself apart. I was trying to render myself in ways that felt positive, which then led to the realization I'd never truly ever felt like my body was mine. And I remember I was taking a bath and I literally had a panic attack because I was like, holy shit, my body is mine. And I've never felt like I had my own agency, that I felt that my body was actually mine. That was a really hard realization to have so fucking late. Like, oh, my body is mine. Not just in theory, but in reality. I think from that moment, my relationship started to crumble because I started to prioritize myself in different ways. I wasn't as accommodating. I wasn't gonna fucking wash the dishes and not say anything. Like, I wasn't gonna be walked all over. And I think that, you know, it became easy to point at my body when things were crumbling, you know? It's like, oh, well, you're fat now. Yeah. I don't know, this year has been sort of instrumental in in how I perceive myself because... So, my ex and I kept having this fight where a year ago, or, yeah, when I first moved back to New York, I was joking and I was like, I mean, I'm the prettiest girl you've ever dated. And he hesitated. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you are, you are. And then, near the end of our relationship... He was like, well, I, I do white lies all the time. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you're not the prettiest girl I've ever dated. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And he, and he was saying, oh, yeah, this girl was beautiful. And I was like, but that bothers me because the only difference is that she's thin. I know I have an objectively pretty face. And, like, that feels weird to me because I think it's because of the body type. And he was like, no, 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 that wasn't the case. And then, you know, a week later it was, like, revealed that that was the case. I also think... Well, it's weird. I remember when it happened, and I was like, who does that? Yeah, I will joke with my partner, well, I'm too hot for you anyway, and know that I'm joking, because no one who actually sits in their house and, like, rates 
the people they've dated in order of beautifulness. But that's also not the most important thing in your partner. Partnership, yeah. yeah. Like, there are... So and there also, are a lot like, of pretty assholes out there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, men, like there true. have been people who have jaded. Also, like, because pretty is so subjective and, like, I feel like when you start reading them, you're reading them on the way that other people perceive how attractive your partner is yeah. versus then how attractive you think your partner is. There are men that I've dated that are, you know, 6'2 and 8-pack abs and giants and, you know, good hair and a symmetrical face. And I don't like that. Like, I actually don't. Yeah, I have no interest yeah, in no. that. Being with them was more about whatever else they had to offer than it was about this objective, when you walk down the street, people think you're hot, look. And then I have my partner now who is incredibly thin and, you know, kind of, you know, lanky and, and weird looking. And, like, I think he's handsome and I love him. Yeah. And it's not like... And I wouldn't put one of those above the I wouldn't put or no I would I would put the partner that I have now who I actually like above some dude that other people think are hot like isn't it yeah isn't it it's not about me actually being objectively the prettiest it's about how you feel about the person yeah and that's what I said to him I was like you are the most attractive person I've ever dated because I'm dating you right now and I love you and he was like no I don't know it's sort of this weird thing where now I'm like digesting everything that felt painful when I thought about it. Like, I would get that sinking feeling in my stomach when I think about it. And you just, like, push it out. Yeah, like, when we, like, first started dating, he was like, well, you were bigger than your pictures. And I was like, oh. And he's like, well, it's not a problem, because I, would, I wouldn't have stayed. And it's like, but clearly it was a problem from the beginning, from the first moment you met me. And rather than being honest with me, you withheld. No, it's definitely, I don't ever want someone, whether it's because of my size or my race or whatever, to think that they are better because they're, like, deeming to date me because I'm bigger or because I'm black or whatever. Like, that they're a better person because they're seeing past that and they can love me anyway. I'm hot and I'm big ass and I'm black and I, my skin is a beautiful cocoa color. Jessica Williams calls her, her skin Coco Khaleesi and I'm like... <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, like, I didn't know I needed that until now. Like, that's the word. Those are the words I'm going to use. I have beautiful Coca-Cola skin. And how dare you, not just for me, but for, like, also for Adriana Lima. Like, how do you, how dare you look at me and say, well, people think I'm a better person because I'm dating this, you know, person who's not considered stereotypically beautiful. But also, how dare you for Adriana Lima because she's a real person with real interests and you're looking at her and you're like, well, I'm dating this lady because when I walk in a room, people are like, oh, she's hot. He must have a larger worth because he was able to, like, snag this hot woman mm. as if she's not a full human being. Yeah. No, it felt sort of misogynistic when it happened, too. It was like, this doesn't... You don't see women as people, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's really what it, that's what it comes down to is, like, yeah, I joke all the time that I'm hotter than my ex's girlfriend my ex's ex-girlfriend i joke all the time that i'm hotter than my partner's ex-girlfriend but she's a full woman she's a whole person a whole person who was also kind of threatened by me when she met me and like with reason (laughs) with reason in hindsight i remember i was so mad when it happened and she was like so anti-me and then i was like oh but i stole your band though oh like it was like he was she it's like he was still dating her when we started dating but like in the long run i stole your man yeah but i'm like she's a full person and i would never short of her being mean to me i would never 
say to her face, like, well, I'm hotter than you, so. Yeah. Like. I, 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 I dodged a bullet. Yeah, what's your yeah. experience? I, I think both of the experiences you guys are describing I've never experienced before, ever. So it's really interesting to hear those. Mm. I think it's because I'm, one, I'm, like, a lot bigger than both of you. And I've always been, like, visibly fat. So, like, I've never had that, like, a, oh, you're a lot bigger than your pictures. Because if they did that, I'd be like, so are you blind? Like, <laughs> like, or it'd be, like, a weird, subtle difference of, yeah, in that photo I was a size 18 and now I'm a size 20. Like, oh... <laughs> Yeah, so I've, I've never experienced that. I've I've often experienced my uncomfortableness with my body sort of being an issue in terms of partners where someone would want to, like, touch my stomach and I'd be like, oh, don't, because then I know that, like, I have a stomach and he'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, I love <laughs> you. So, like, and, like, sort of not being able to take that, like, honestly of, like, I feel like you're just saying that, but, like, in reality, like, it was true. Yeah. Or also, like, being aware of people that like my body too much, or, like, who only like my body, and, like, didn't like me. And also, like, there's a whole just, I guess, thing of trying to, like, weed out, like, weird fat fetishes. Because I'm, like, I'm a full person. I'm not just my stomach. (laughs) Or, like, or my size, which is on the opposite end and also, like, equally uncomfortable. Yeah. Are people like explicit about it? I I on okay keep it. Some people are like, I want you to trample me. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, it's I'm not an elephant. Yeah, some people are explicit about it, and then the, it's the ones who aren't. It almost but like worse. you can yeah, and but I think I'm just smart enough where I can pick up on it like easier. Like the way they'll either talk about their past partners or the will they'll way they'll talk about me or my body. Like usually even in just like messages or like text messages where I'll just be like, This sounds a little like fetishy, this is weird, but okay, like I don't think I wanna go on a date with you anymore. Yeah, I also think it's so weird that people feel entitled to like tell other people about their fetishes. Or to either overtly like tell a person you've never met or like don't know that they're they're into being the object of your fetish that stuff or the other side of you're just not gonna share that but like it's obvious in your behavior because there are things i mean it also might be because i don't like fetishize i personally don't fetishize the parts of any part of you know a person but like yeah so like i don't understand it but like there are parts of the lady body that i like and there are parts of the dude body that i like but there's also like a place and a time like it's one thing where it's like i'm on this dating site so i can go on dates and like find a partner yeah you're not here for that you're on this site so you can sleep with bigger women because that's what gets you off. Yeah. But there are sites for that. And yeah. there are sites and for people with fetishes that you could go on the site and find like the two willing. consenting people could yes, perform that. excited like, people to do that for yeah. you. I also, yeah, I think it maybe it's just because I, I don't understand like identity fetishes because I don't have any. For me, things that I like about people's bodies are only ever... In the context of that person? No, or only ever like a cherry on top of like the cake. Like I like that. Well, I think it's you know that V that cis dudes have that like hip V yeah. that cis dudes have. I love that. I love it. I love or it. Or like the it's just like the little V, like the little fat yeah dip yeah right here like in the wait what? So hot. Some wait, people what some people like have like right have, like a little like crevice in just, like, like little... in their like thigh issue like um like, I don't, our friend Arlene has them yeah. She has them. 
and that's only like if I if I meet a lady and she has that, I'm like, oh, that's so great. Like yeah. I love that. But I'm not only looking for people who have that, or I'm not only looking for dudes who have that like little V. Yeah. Because But that's because you see people as whole people. When you see an identity as an object, yeah. you're gonna fetishize it. So like I don't you can see it on the side. See how there's like the weird just like little line? Oh. Yeah, it's so hot. It's like genetic. <laughs> it's literally like genetic. Like some people have them, some people don't. Like it's. I've not, never seen that before. It's regardless. It sort of have appears regardless of size. size? Yeah. yeah, it's just oh. it's just a thing that some people have. See, I look at that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like it's just like I think that's nice. I would love if my partner had them, but like it's a thing that I discover after I've already decided I like the person. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm not going into it looking for like, ooh, I like freckles. I don't, I don't only date, you know, redheads because I like freckles. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah, this is, I, is very specific to, like, queer people. Obviously, because if you're not queer, you're probably not sleeping with people of the same gender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think sleeping with someone who's the same size of, is, as you, the first time I did that, I was sort of like, wow, like, you're really hot, and I'm hot too, because, like, we basically have the same body, and this is awesome, and, like, we both mutually like each other, and that, I don't know, that was just such a great experience of just, like, wow, like, we're both really hot, and, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. See, that's interesting, because if, whenever I'm like, oh, I ever was questioning my sexuality, I was like, but what if her body was better than mine? Like, would I be competitive? I mean, this was also, like, when I was, like, in recovery in the beginning. Like, I haven't thought about it recently. Now I wouldn't care. But I think that a lot of people who don't understand queerness also make the assumption that you would be in competition with that person. Is that a fair assumption, or is that just, like, dumb? I mean, there's definitely ladies I look at, and I'm like, do I want to sleep with you, or do I want to be you? That, I think that is the big, just... Queer yeah, that's the queer existential crisis. Like, do I want to sleep with you? Or just, do I do? Or you just, just like, like dating be- you like better versions of yourself? Yeah, can I? Or I just do I just want to like suck the life force out like, of you? This is me with health insurance. Yeah, good job. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just wow. But I don't ever think it's like a competition. I've definitely been thinner than some of the girls I've dated, and that wasn't an issue for me or I think for them. I've been a lot bigger than some of the girls I've slept with, and like that's never been like a thing because I think I think also because like I look at a hot person or a person that like society thinks is hot and I'm like they think I'm hot so like why do I care (laughs) so the first time I had a threesome before the threesome I was very much like wow what if she's like I I knew what she looked like so I wasn't like what if she's hotter than me because I thought she was really hot too but I was very much like what if he likes her more than me Mm -hmm. and like that wasn't the point and then when it happened like I was also very much like that's not the point of this we're all we all equally like each other even yeah and we all look different and that's great yeah Yeah. like where you where you go into something and you're like okay one of my friends is short and chubby and is dating a model she all the time they joke about being ellen and portia because (laughs) like it doesn't matter this hot girl wants to sleep with me like that's what this is i don't get that competition because i'm like okay you think she's hotter than me great guess what i get to sleep with her like i don't know what you want i don't know what you want me to feel bad about i get to sleep with her and you don't this really, this whole situation sucks. If I'm as ugly as you think I am, this whole situation honestly just sucks for you. Yeah. Because I'm the one that she's going home with every night. 
It's also, yeah, just going back to, like, looking or judging your partner through the eyes of other people is really weird. Because yeah. I also yeah. think if I'm looking, like, generally as, like, beauty standards, I think I date a lot of weird-looking people. Like, they're not all thin and fit and six-packs or cur mm-hmm. Like, no. And their faces aren't symmetrical. They might have, like, weird teeth things. Like, I don't know, a lot of unibrows. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's attractive and I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just... I don't know. I'm mostly just upset that I, like, made this proclamation and I was wrong. And and accepting that truth that I spent two years with someone who very much is in direct conflict with what I so wholly believe. And, and he very much was like, if we end things because of ideology, that's crazy. No. Like, that is... My, you, you are saying that I'm not worthy. Like, that is what you're saying. Yeah, I find that it's mostly white dudes you talk about. Like, are you really going to stop being with someone because of their opinions? You're like, yes. I'm like, this is not because you like pickles. This is because you don't like queer people. It's not an opinion. It's a fundamental belief about who's human and who's not. Well, it's interesting because the day after it happened, we recorded the mental illness episode and then we had a conversation. Yeah. And you said to me, okay, if he didn't like fat people or if he didn't like gay people, you would be done. But because it's fat, I mean, sorry, uh, black people or queer people, but because it's fat people, you're fine with it. And I was like, that is fucked up that I'm more okay with it, that he's afraid of fatness, but it's still like a prejudice. I think especially just like in American society, like everyone is afraid of fatness. Like there's just like a baseline level where like, okay, this is okay. Which in itself is wrong. But then there's, like, that moment where it, like, goes too far up and you're like, okay, that's not cool anymore. But I think there's still, like, a... I think we, like, like, let people be not attracted to fat people in the same way that we let people not... In a way that we are starting to not let people not be attracted to black people. Because... Fatness is something that is also diverse. People are fat in different places. People are fat in different ways. Fatness appears on different bodies in different... One yeah. fat woman does not look like another fat woman. One fat man does not look like another fat man. One fat non-binary person does not look like another fat non-binary person. That's what you say to someone when they're like, oh, I just don't date black women. And you're like, none of us look the same. I don't look like Harry Barry, Halle Berry, and Halle Berry doesn't look like Lupita Nyong'o. Like, none of us look the, the same. same yeah. So for you to not say that you don't, like, you don't date black people is to say that you don't like blackness, which yeah. is racist. And I think that fatness is kind of the last end of that, that you're allowed to be like, oh, I just don't, I'm not just, I'm just not attracted to bigger women. And, like, you're allowed to say that, knowing good and well that, like, Ashley Graham doesn't look like Daniel Brooks. You know? Like, their bodies are not similar. And, like, bodies that aren't in the pu- like fat bodies that are, aren't not in the public eye you know that aren't big tits tiny waist mm-hmm. big butt also are like are different kinds of bodies and and yet we're still i don't mean not we but the royal we are allowed to say oh i don't date fat people right yeah it felt comfortable it was like well i can't have him be totally okay you know it was like oh this is the thing that i'll let slide which Mm -hmm. obviously i did not but like i was very much ready to be okay with that you know like my family's totally fat phobic and i was like this feels this feels comfortable because it's my family but it's not okay it's just not i really i mean i'm happy that we decided to redo this but i also want to make sure that no one thinks that anything we said in the first our first ever episode is not valid and and, and somehow flawed because Paulina found out that someone in her life didn't believe it. Like, there are people who believe that you are a full human, regardless of your, your body, and who are attracted to you because of your body, not, like, despite it. 
And that was a very important point that we made in the first episode, and that point so stands. I just, like, I second Nia, and also, this is just me processing what happened. I, I, I was operating under the assumption that I had a partner who was on board with all of me. Yeah, it's very much like a, a process of, like, prioritizing myself and actually trusting my instincts, rather than believing everything, which is, like, such a disconcerting, sad position that I can't trust people. But I think that's a realistic thing, it's like... You can't trust everyone. Wow, that feels dark. But I mean it. I mean it. And and now I'm in situations where I'm only surrounding myself with people who, like, see me as a whole person and, like, want to lick my butthole and stuff. So it's good. (laughs) I mean, I think one of the reasons why we also let people slide is because you like them or because you love them and, like, people you love can get away with other shit. Or, like, you don't see it because that's what's happening. And so that's really hard. You only see it in hindsight sometimes. Because they make... It feels like they're making you the exception. Yeah... And Especially you feel special. You feel special because, like, I don't believe fat people are real, but, like, but I love you, you though. Yeah. Lingus has to leave us. I have to leave. I could, like, have this conversation all day, though. Like, actually. We should have started earlier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think he's here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Bye, Mangus. Bye. Oh, I gotta Thanks go let her out. Us. Okay. And oh. then we can close out when okay. I come back. I definitely haven't been coping with all of the changes that have been going on in my life and I think that this episode has been good for me in that it's allowing me to feel the hurt of hearing those words, especially from someone that I really trusted. And But in the same vein, it's really validating to know that I should trust myself more and you know, there were moments where like, he'd only touch my breast and not my stomach and, and very clearly when I was naked wasn't eating me with his eyeballs, you know? I kept asking him and waiting for him to change his mind or quell my fears, but of course that didn't happen because it wasn't the case. And that's okay. Because honestly, I feel good that I'm no longer in that situation. I know that I won't let anybody treat me that way anymore. It's scary that I gave so much of myself to someone who couldn't see me as a whole person. I gave him all of me and he didn't deserve that. And that's okay. You live and you learn. And with that, we're going to close this week's episode. Yeah. Thank um, you for listening. Yeah, I think it's a good that we've come sort of full circle. We might literally just kind of re- revisit this once in a while. Because everyone needs a little bit of body affirming once in a while. Also, our opinions may change. Yeah. I will very much be in a different place. <laughs> I won't be so <laughs> sad about it. I also think that, like, the first episode was very much about like us dating very thin men. And... I think that a good addendum to add before we close out is everyone can suck. Um, <laughs> or not yeah. or not suck. Like I've dated bigger people and have them still be very because they hate themselves, be hateful of my body and like I've dated thinner people. I'm currently dating a thin person who loves my body. 
I think this is just, you know, big girls dating rather than big girls dating thin, you know, men. I think that... It should be about us, not them. Yeah, it should be about us, not them. And, like, anyone of any size telling you you're not beautiful is not... Or, like, making you feel bad because of your body is not okay. And, yes, you shouldn't be afraid to date thin men because some of them are, like, real psyched about your hair. Um, but at the same time, like, you shouldn't be afraid to date anyone because it's about you and it's about your body and it's about how good you feel. And one thing I tell Polina all the time, or especially when she was trying to figure out if she was going to break up with her partner, is that, like, biologically, like, genetically, socially, humans partner off because, and, like, create social groups because it makes them better and it makes it easier for them to survive. So if you're with someone who does not make your life easier, who does not make it easier for you to survive, you shouldn't be with them. Because actually, all throughout the history of the evolution of humans, like we, we, we create social groups so that we don't die in the tundra or the desert or you know the ocean or whatever. So if you're with someone and they don't make you feel like you're living a better life, then why? Why? Yeah. They don't deserve you and... and you deserve far better than them. The other thing too, and I don't know if I said this in the first episode, but whenever someone is critical of your body, it's because they feel so critical of their own bodies. And that is something that I've held near and dear because when I was severely anorexic, all I could see were other people's bodies and how they were thinner or bigger or anything other than mine. And I couldn't see my own body accurately because it was never small enough. That has been a really important lesson for me because when someone is degrading towards my body it's like oh this is because you hate yourself and to see that I am okay with myself in fact I worked to love myself that's threatening to you because in your eyes I'm not supposed to be worthy I'm not supposed to love myself and yesterday when we were at the beach we were taking selfies and Neil's like I'm taking selfies I don't remember what you said you said something like people are going to judge and I was like honestly I do not give a fuck if someone judges me no I was telling you no you were joking yeah no but I was talking about how there's a there's just a photo series of sculptures of women mm, right. who obviously were painted by men or painted or sculpted by men and then people put cameras in their hands and all of a sudden they become vain girls taking selfies and like your body's allowed to be appreciated and beautiful and this is a work of art until you reflect on yourself and call yourself a work of art and now you're vain like and now you're stuck up now you're you know insipid and you value the wrong things. And it's like, no, I'm beautiful. And you knew I was beautiful. And the fact that I know I'm beautiful is what makes the issue. And it shouldn't. Right. And that, like, in that vein, I the way I reacted to that the first time was, I have worked so hard to love myself. The, the pits to which I went and hated myself, you would be astounded. You know, it's a completely different person. And for someone to deny that self-work I've done on myself is so infuriating because literally my entire life since I was 18 years old has been learning how to actually look at myself in the mirror and not feel like a piece of shit. And so for someone to invalidate all the work, especially someone that I loved, is now coming, like I've very much been like, I'm gonna smoke hella weed and not think about it. But it, it shattered me a little bit and it's starting to shatter me a little bit. I also think it's important to note that yes, anyone who talks badly about your body actually hates themselves but that doesn't give them an excuse i think that we often give abusers an excuse it's like well you had a bad childhood and it's like that that's another abuser that needs to be punished not a excuse for this abuser to get away with it mm -hmm. and 
I think that was sort of the narrative of bullying when we were younger. It was like, well, he need like his home life probably is terrible. And it's like, okay, but he punched me. Like <laughs> it's not. There's a scissor. Yeah. In my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's perfectly fine to say that someone is, and it's even what we talked about in our dating and mental illness thing. Your shit does not give you an excuse to be a shitty person. You have to apologize when you hurt someone, even if you're going through something terrible. And like your fat phobia and your self hate does not give you an excuse to be a shitty person and you know you on the whoever is on the other end of it has no obligation to forgive you or take care of you or help heal you because they're their own person and they have to do if they choose to do that that makes them a much better person than you will ever be because they're choosing to help and they're choosing to not just affirm themselves but affirm you but they have are under no obligation and like anyone listening to us who is in something where they feel like they have to like fix the other person especially in fix them in something regards to the, where their you know their pain comes outward towards you you are not obligated to fix that for yeah. them yeah i think that if anyone makes you feel less than it's like <laughs> time to say goodbye just jump off what you were saying about being unobligated to someone else's toxicity for lack of a better word and this is something we've talked about a lot but there's a common narrative of you find someone who's broken and you're broken and you exchange your brokenness and you fix it and then you put it back in the other person. I think that that's just a super toxic ideal for any sort of a relationship because no one should be fixing anything for you. You should be fixing it yourself. Mm-hmm. No one is there to put their hands inside your chest and, and sew the pieces back together. If they help, that's fine. If they want to, absolutely. Yeah. And that's always been my problem, especially with depression, is that people feel obligated to, and I never ask them to, and then they resent me for it afterwards. There's a Rupi Kaur pro- poem that goes something like, I don't I don't remember the exact thing, but it's like, um, I want to shine so bright on my own so that when we join together, we can set the city on fire. You should be working on your own vibrant aura. <laughs> your chi, get your levers, drink kombucha. <laughs> Flush that shit out, you yeah. know? Literally and figuratively. And so in that vein, like, I'm glad I've experienced this because I no longer want to be in any sort of partnership, whether it be casual or long term, where I feel like I'm compromising myself or I feel like I'm not being seen both in and out of me. And I know what it feels like now to experience someone avoiding my body. (laughs) Woo! Two years, baby. Yeah. She makes bad decisions and she sticks to them. <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to close this episode. Yeah, I'm sleepy. I'm, it's gray outside and I'm hungry. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at Sluts on a Stoop. Um, follow, rate, review, subscribe. I am M-I-Z-Piggy111 on Instagram and Twitter. I am Nia Leone on Instagram. And I think Mingus is like Mingus. <laughs> yes, she's exactly. You, that. you can find her through us. I think it's like three S's. Isn't but there we an definitely underscore? follow her. Yeah, we follow her. You'll find her. You'll find her. You'll find her. Don't worry. Thank um, you for listening. We love you. We want to hear from you. Always. Always. Date me. I'm disgusting. And I love you. Goodbye.